If you know me at all, you know that debt is my bread mm -hmm. and danger my butter. Oh, no, danger is my bread and death is my butter. No, no, wait. Danger is my bread. Death, no, death. No, I'm sorry. Death is my, death and danger are my various breads and, and various butters. Mm -hmm. right? Because I'm tired of maturity, airport insecurity, running from the thought police, fighting with the go-betweens. Hold up, let me steal a breath, cause we're dealing with identity theft. You need an education. I don't see why I got you. need a good degree. Simon, you had a question? I had a question. Have we as a society made a, made a call? Have we decided what the singular of kicks is? Kicks the 80s band? No, not the 80s band. Cereal, breakfast cereal. Oh, they're both KIX, though. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying my wife, her breakfast, uh, Jennifer. My wife. My wife. Yeah, no, no, I'm not doing that. Take my wife. Different Please. show. For some reason, you think, let's talk about the plural of kicks. Okay, so friend of the show. You sat down this morning and thought, what's the best way to increase listenership? Oh, here we I'm go. I'm going to go in with a plural of kicks. Let's oh, have a grammatical discussion. Because the stuff you're concerned about really brings in the listeners? Yeah. Okay. Gr grammar. Is someone, is someone grinding concrete out there? That's, uh, <laughs> Simon has important grammatical oh, yeah. issues to attend to. It's not so much grammatical. Why do people use semicolons so often now and not commas? Where do they get that? No, that's not the question. Let's do three minutes on it. Okay. Here's do you have students who always spell lose, L-O-O-S-E? Somehow our generation has lost the ability to spell the word lose. They, they spell loose. Yeah, I know. Well, I think, I think that's because it, two O's sounds like ooh and lose uh, is, is, should be pronounced lose. All right, kicks, lose. pluralized kicks for us. Okay, so... so this morning, front of the show, Pascast's current wife, Jennifer Tallarico, is eating um, Kix breakfast cereal because, from a from a breakfast cereal perspective, she is a child uh, in terms of her cereal. Is Kix a child? Children's cereal? It's kid tested, mother approved. Oh, that's the one. Yep. Okay, so I thought so that was like detergent. We were talking, and she ate one of these Kix. It uh, got kicks? stuck. It, it got stuck in her throat, and she calls it a kick. And I'm wondering, is kick? The singular of kicks? No. Well, what about Twix? Because there come two Twix bars. Yeah. Should I? Can you give me a Twix? No. Are you sure? I'm sure it's a Twix, and she got she almost choked on a kicks. No, I agree to disagree on this. No I think, way. I think we got a kick, and we got a Twix. Nobody has ever said that though. You well, only the only case you could be making is from now on. Mm -hmm. I think this is how we should talk about it. Yeah. You cannot possibly defending the point that that's how it actually is right now. Actually, fact checking intern just. Oh, what do we have? What, what do we have? With the Twix commercial, they call it a left Twix and a right Twix. Okay. So what if it's it upside down? Can can, can we start from Regardless, here? Regardless, the singular is Twix. Can we start from Thank here you. calling it a Twix? If we're talking singular? <laughs> I just like, one bar? I like the fact checker endorsing my view. We're going to double your Christmas bonus. I guess my question <laughs> is, how long do we have to talk about this before you satisfied that there's a proper answer that you can leave here using that protocol? I'm actually, I'm actually current satisfied that currently satisfied that but, the proper answer but is, I, is jen gonna be satisfied what was she going for i mean she she used because we're saying that that's not right she can't say it she yeah. instinctively used the word kick did she say it like i'm being kooky crazy funny because look at me calling it a kick or did she say it as in where i come from we call this a kick <laughs> no 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 that that's not she, she wasn't she wasn't pushing a particular agenda it was just it was very she she, she swallowed one big kick went down down the wrong pipe and she goes i've got a kick in my throat <laughs> and that's and so it was it was very organic. There was no thought. I think what you it. have to think is if she tweeted that out to get help. Yeah. And said I have a kick in my throat. Yeah. How would you spell kick too? Yeah, how would she tweet kick? 
K-I-C-K. She has a kick in her throat, <laughs> and she wants help. What is somebody going to think that she needs help with? And so if she says, I have a throat. kicks, yeah. then people are right on it. Like, the the area fire department is there. She the medics. hashtag it. She okay. Yeah, hashtag. Yeah. kicks. Okay. Maybe yeah. that's in our in our crazy modern-day social media world. That's the, how you have to think about these things. Okay. Well, well why don't Did we... Did you bring this up because you didn't want to get a good answer? Uh, I, I was hoping we could start something. I was hoping from this day forward we would we would call them a certain thing and we would start a thing. But if you don't want to promote the show by creating new words, then I guess that's that's up to you. I don't. We'll have to find other ways of doing it, like giving out stickers. We've got other things to do here today. We do have other things to do here today. This is episode 76 of Various Breads and Butters. With me in the studio, Ben Brickhouse-Cohen. I am Simon Portmantonet. Yes. Is that what we're using these days? Yep. Out in the studio, we've got we've got Michelle-Polton-Simon as our producer, and I believe out there is Ian Code Morse as our fact checker. Is that correct? That is me. Okay. Michelle, and you're here. Michelle, you're here too? I am here. Okay, good. But our very special guest in the studio. Very special. Very special guest is... She listens to the show, too, so she knows how meaningless that qualifier is. Oh, that's true. you call them all very special. Our, I have brought this up probably three straight episodes. Our extra very special guest? Our current guest. Our current guest, I think she's extra very special, is Sarah Morris of Skillman Library. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, You're and doing I actually would like to be a very special okay. guest. So. Okay. okay. Actually, in fact, you... Uh, you did confirm that she's a very special guest because you didn't say you must be thrilled to be here. I was going to say that next though, <laughs> but I shouldn't say that. No, I think that's okay. It's very rude. Are, are you thrilled to be here? I'm thrilled to be here. See, well, I'm thrilled to have you. We oh. are thrilled to have you. You know, I just saw you like ten minutes ago. You waved, but I had already passed. And when I came back to give you the wave back, you you had stopped looking in my direction. So I just want to know. I acknowledge the wave. It was an I, unfulfilled interaction. I'm, so, so, I'm sorry. Look, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to wave at you. No, you can't wave back because then it, that the balance is off again. Uh-huh. So let me Got just it. wave. I had one of those before, but I had one of those waving to somebody. Mm-hmm. One time it was the waving to somebody who I thought was looking at me but didn't see me. So then everybody else around was like, what's this guy doing? I'm just waving my arm. Yeah. It was a failed connection. Mm-hmm. And then another one of somebody waved to me, but I didn't register to recognize it until I was kind of around the corner. And then once it dawned on me, I, I tried to go back around the corner to mm. finish it, but they were already gone. This is so which would you happened. rather be, the waver or the one that missed the wave? Well, I'd rather be the one that missed the wave. It's not me too. Me too. Yeah, I mean, you're in the secondary slot there. I think I'd rather be the waver. Really interesting. Yeah. So are, we have a guest, Sarah Morris. Mm-hmm. You're a research and instructional librarian in Skillman Library. Good. Did you look up my title? Did you do some research? I didn't. Fact checking intern found that out. Is there, you're our first librarian on the show. Wow. Well, then you really should have done your research because you could have picked better. Pretty sure. Oh, some good librarians here. The first librarian, first self-deprecating librarian. We'll make our way through. A lot of firsts. Mm-hmm. Help the world understand what a librarian does beyond their stereotypical view from childhood. Maybe you should enlighten me on what the stereotypical view of a librarian is. Yes, Ben, enlighten us. The woman behind the counter who checks out your books and yells at you when they're overdue. Right, also loves knitting, also loves cats. Right, that, I think that was assumed in and what I said. knitting cats. And knitting cats. Mm-hmm. And yeah. knitting cat sweaters. She does have a shawl. I brought my shawl, actually, <laughs> today. So. There you go. Yep. 
Well, no. librarians are like a female-dominated profession. It's one of the few, I guess, historically female-dominated professions. Um, so, okay, so what, so what is your, what is your day-to-day, um, sort of thing that you do? What are, what are you doing most? So most of the time I meet with people or kind of have open offices. So I'll either meet with them at the desk or they'll come to my office and I kind of help them parse out their questions. That's usually how I think of it. Cause most of the time people come with kind of a jumble of, I need, they need sources. They're looking for sources. Sometimes sources. Sometimes they are just trying to figure out where something is or, I don't know if something exists in this world. So a lot of times I try to take them and take their big questions and make them either smaller questions or better questions. And then we go from there. Mm -hmm. How do you feel in the world of Google doing this? I love the world of Google. I also love the world of Wikipedia. Right. So you as the librarian, when they're coming to you with questions, do you have the impulse that I often have of sending them to letmegoogle-that-for-you.com? <laughs> I usually just try to be nice because I want them to come back and ask me questions. Right. Yeah, being again. passive-aggressive is probably not... <laughs> not uh, well, that's, that's what I mean by the questions. Like, how do you handle it? Because you're on the front line of this. You're the one who has to decide this with every interaction. Do I just tell them to Google it or... How can I tell what kind of help? How do you? How can you tell what kind of help they really need? Sometimes I do say, "Let me Google that for you,", there you go. but I do it myself. So, what is the nature of these questions? What's Ooh. the range? What kinds of things are they asking? Today, I had a student, actually, friend of the show, current intern, <laughs> come and ask for a Latin American <laughs> newspaper right. um, to talk about the, and also to figure out what did they call the Spanish American War in Cuba. So, interesting. Okay, what's that the answer? Was the question. Oh gosh, I can't speak Spanish. Can someone who speaks Spanish chime in? It's some, it's basically the Spanish American War in Spanish. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How does the student know that they should ask you this? That's a great question. Usually, the position at the reference desk uh, like alerts the student. It says research help desk. There's a sign there. So that is often when they come to me, or right. they have seen me in their classes because I do come into classes and help them. So. Are you trained in a special area? Do you have a specialization? Um, I do. So we all have subject areas. Am I trained in my subject areas? Well, it's kind of. (laughs) Um, So I'm a I have a comparative literature degree. Like that's my background. But my areas that I work in are religious studies and history, anthropology and sociology and French. Did they assign you those? Yes. So when I got here, well, it was kind of like a parceling up. We get to choose and they it was a mix. It's like a draft. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a draft. Yeah. Do some of those disciplines come to you more often than others? Yes. Religious studies is my most active discipline that comes to me most often. And so if you had to do it again, you would pick them first in the draft? Pro- oh, definitely. I love the religious studies department. Who it's typically great. gets picked first in the draft and subject draft? That's a gr- You know, everybody loves their different subjects. So I'd say English is popular. Okay. A lot of librarians have that literary like backgrounds. A, yeah, that's a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Who who ends up just sitting on the bench? Not no one wants to. Have oh, them on their I can't team. say that. Okay, I don't want well, to make a department feel bad. Just say it, and Ben will bleep it out. Oh, I have to actually think about it. I don't know. For me, <laughs> engineering would okay. honestly be like my last choice. Like, okay. please don't give me engineering because I yeah. would have no idea what to do. Ben will bleep that out. Well, I don't think that's of any offense to engineering. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know your strengths. It is kind of fun to be a librarian and just figure things out. So sure. maybe some people are more up for that challenge than others. Do you, how long is this, how long does this team stay together when do you get to enter the draft again? Or are you oh. on this for like years? Yeah, is it a keeper draft? I mean, some things people, once they get started, they don't want to give up. So, and we usually do give kind of preference to people that want to keep their 
teams their <laughs> their subjects. Okay, so you said you were comparative literature. That's that's your that's your subject field that you study. Take us from the beginning. Oh, your Sarah, your journey, please. Yeah, we need to know your journey. My journey. Where does your journey begin? My life journey. Mm-hmm. Are you going to remember that I wanted to ask about comparative literature? We'll get there. I, well, okay. I assume. Your is, journey. Is that part of your life journey? Yeah, well, it that definitely is. We'll, is we'll get there. Um, so I was born in Asheville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. John and Peggy Morris. Shout out if they're listening. That's out, that's out okay. in the western part of the state. Hey, John it and is. Peggy. It's in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So um, I consider that the most beautiful area of the world. It and very I'm very attached to North Carolina. Okay, so you, you start out in Nashville, mm-hmm. and where do you go from there? Well, so I was raised in Nashville, mm-hmm. most of my life spent in Nashville, and then I went to Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Well, for... that's to the east of there? That's an okay school. It's a, it's a great school, <laughs> an excellent school, UNC Chapel Hill, and then I go comparing to- Comparing literature. Comparing literature. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a summer working in France at wow. Shakespeare & Co., which is a bookstore there, and probably with some of my first- was Book that in the nineteenth arrondissement? Hey, fifth, but good, good guess. He just, you're just. He just wanted to say arrondissement. arrondissement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we now, um, which literature is the best? Now that you've compared them all. Wow. Sorry, <laughs> I got, I got to ask. That's what the, that's what the listeners want to know. Yeah. Which literature is the best? My, you, I have personal favorites. Okay, we're we're gonna just assume that these are objective then. So, personal favorites: Virginia Woolf, Italo Calvino. J.M. Barry. I like Eudora Welty, Flannery O'Connor. Classics. Yeah. You're good. a modernist. Yeah, pretty much. You know. Not postmodernist at all. Do I like? I like a lot of contemporary lit. Yeah. Like current genre fiction. I'm trying to think of what I would have read that would have fallen under genre fiction recently. I mean, my favorite genre fiction, I guess, is Lonesome Dove. I love that book. I highly recommend it to is anybody. Is that Larry McMurtry? Yeah. That was a show too. Um, and in terms of your, what, what about literary fiction? Yeah, I like Rachel Cusk. Have you guys have either of you yeah. read Outline? It's really, really good. I have not, but I know of it. Ben's the reader. Have you read anything that has maybe more pictures, words, <laughs> maybe some superheroes, Naruto? that kind of thing? Well, maybe more of the Marvel type because that's sort of what I'm is, into these days. Is this where I can plug on air the two books that we've endorsed on on the Twitter feed? Absolutely. One is Losing It by Emma Rathbone, which I highly recommend. Another one is Loner by Teddy Wayne. There you go. Which I as much highly recommend. Haven't read both, either. Both new books, both eminently readable, strong writers, great story. You going for a blurb? <laughs> I am. <yeah. laughs> okay. So maybe you can place those conspicuously at the front of the library. Hey, I definitely can do that for you. Sometimes we do book displays. I can do a bread, various breads and butters book display. Oh my God. What would that mean? Uh, be- just Ben's books. Whatever books you choose that appear. Yeah, ben, ben may have, have just written more books than I've read. <laughs> there, we'll have to we'll have to. We can find like some that. comics or some. Ooh, I, I like that. Children's books. Uh, well, I think there'll be baking books. There'll be a lot of bread books. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. I have flour, water, salt, yeast. Can't remember that. It's by it's the Tartine guys book. It's very good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Sure. I like I like the idea. This is a good this is a good campaign. You think this could be a or rotating display? Or you can get a, a new intern. You can get have your playlist intern, your right. book display Books. intern. This is a real growth field. This is really diversifying. I like it. Oh, do you have a book to donate, Michelle? I do have a book to donate. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a comic book. Thank you. Is it from the place where you worked this summer? Yes, it is a comic book that I am credited as really? a copy editor in. Oh, well. And of course, you thank us in that book for sort of the inspiration. I, yeah. I don't get a, a a thanks section, but it 
I would like to add the the Valiant 2016 handbook okay. into this collection. How about that? There you go. All right. Do we have Do we have that at the library? We can buy it. Do you, Do people just I come up to you? I can also donate extra copies. I oh, there you go. She's got a book. She's got a box at home. Do people come up and just ask you if you have something in the library? Yes. Right. Do you, Do you We're, have Person of Interest season five on Blu-ray? Oh, off the top of my head. Uh, I don't yeah. know if I have a mental catalog Ugh. that matches the catalog in the library. Uh, well. What's in Q174? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Math? I, tab this for later, but we need to know your feelings on the transition away from Dewey to... To LC? Yeah. I'm kind of a fan. Uh, can you, can one describe this transition? I have not heard of it. Well, I I'm just not, don't, I'm not seeing the Dewey Decimal System on the, the stacks. They're in the, the lower level of the library, they use the Dewey Decimal. I mean, it's used in public libraries, that would seem to be something part of a stereotypical librarian that they would scold someone for misusing or not understanding the correct Dewey Decimal System. Mm -hmm. Like, those are not 700s. Those are 250s. Wow, your librarians must not have been very nice people. I have a very clear vision of childhood librarians. Wow. They, it's, it's, it's surprising you went into academics at all. Yes. There's a lot to overcome. Now, we're, I, I want to I want to get back we're talking to about your journey. Yes, I want to go back to Chapel Hill and I want to go back to comparative literature. How do you get from there to the library? Well, I did write an honors thesis with mm -hmm. a wonderful librarian who is probably my soulmate. He's over 70. Okay. But we're still pen pals. Why, and why don't you just do a shout out? Yeah, shout out to Tommy Nixon. I'll send this to him and he will listen to it. Tommy he may Nixon. be the only one, but Will he follow us on Twitter? He does not have Twitter. Does he, he want a sticker? Probably wants a sticker. I'm happy to mail it to him. We'll, and maybe we'll create a Twitter account for him. Wow. He's, he's, I didn't know this plus, was like a full service operation. Well, we're here. starting, I think we're starting a list that is growing of people who will not get Twitter accounts unless we make them for them. Got it. Michelle's sister being first on the list. She's agreed to let me make her an Instagram account, but that's about it. Well, that <laughs> doesn't help us. I, I will say this. I I believe that we have more people who are who really want a sticker than are willing to listen to the show. That's that's for sure. That's true. That's you what should they want. give them a quiz when you hand them the sticker. You should say, what's your fa top three favorite VBB moments? Oh, and then if they don't know, then we don't give them a sticker. Right. Ask mm -hmm. them, or ask them where the lost episodes are. Okay, so Chapel Hill, working with your soulmate. Honors thesis. Honors thesis. Honors Virginia Woolf compared to Italo Calvino. So close. Baron of the Trees. So close. Gentlemen Prefer Blondes by Anita Luce. Oh. I looked at the various iterations of it. So novella turned play turned musical. So that was my thesis. And he helped me track down a libretto that was at Harvard. Mm -hmm. And then also told me how to get money to go to Harvard to go look at it. Oh. Um, but that was kind of my really first positive experience and more understanding of what a librarian actually does. Okay. Because before that, I had the same kind of general idea as But you as still have ben. a shawl. I still have a shawl. I know. Being a librarian is like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like eventually I'm probably going to have cats. I'll just like look around and they'll appear. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I'm resisting learning how to knit because I know that just one day I'll just know how to knit. It's it will just, just so happen. obvious. Yeah. Well, and for listeners, I should confirm that we have a lot of librarians at the school and I work with almost all of them and not any one of them comes anywhere <laughs> near the stereotype. Mm -hmm. Are there any of them shushers? Any shushers that you Oh, work yeah. With? Do you have to shush? I don't think so. I'm probably the loudest person in the libraries on we a regular have, we basis. We have a very active social scene library. I was just working there now. It is very loud in there. Very loud. Poppin'. It could, it could use some shushers. Maybe a couple shushers. Maybe we should get some interns. Would you all like, would various Spreads and Butters like to add another service to Ooh. their 
expanding I, profile. I like that. A shushing intern. Well, I'm just imagining once you have the various <laughs> breads and butters book display that there's a rocking chair beside it with a little little light with a chain, yeah. and that I would be sitting there reading it and rocking in it, and then as people walk by, I'm like shh. Yeah, perfect. I, like I really like this. I'm going to propose it. Oh, perfect. Okay. Perfect. You went to Harvard um, well, to, to, but, stu- to, to study this partic- yeah. for your, for your <laughs> for thesis. This, for thesis. Yeah. And yes. That's where you learned about li- librarianism. I well, I just kind of, well, mostly like working with Tommy taught me how cool librarians are, how interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, librarians are basically people that spend their entire days being interested in what other people are interested in, mm-hmm. which makes them very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, they become like, yeah. they kind of accumulate a lot of interest yep. around them. So Tommy was, was and is a wonderful librarian and also a wonderful person. And so he kind of set the stage for a potential future. And then I went and was a teacher for a while. And as I was a teacher, and it was really challenging. So I, I worked in Montgomery, Alabama. And it was pretty challenging. And I really loved kind of the way the public library functioned in the, in the space that I was working on, which are kind of like underserved communities. Mm-hmm. And I got really interested again in kind of the way that the public library uh, made available certain services to people, made available a safe space, a quiet space sometimes, or sometimes even programs. If they had shushers. If they had shushers. Mm-hmm. So I got interested in that and then kind of wound my way back to library school. Okay. Where's li- where do you go to where's library school? It's UNC Chapel Hill. Conveniently. Oh. I actually started working with Tommy. He was then my colleague for two years. Really? So you're all Chapel Hill. You're all Tar Hill. Tar Hill, born and bred as they say. So how long have you been here? At Lafayette? Yeah. One year and three months. And how have you liked it here? I really like it yeah. more than I expected. I was actually really kind of terrified. I was like, I of don't know. Of the school or of Easton? Um, mostly of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew nothing about Pennsylvania other than vague associations with Quakers and Philadelphia. Right. And then I visited here in January and it was very cold. Mm-hmm. And since I had only lived in the South, yep. East, I was very concerned. Mm-hmm. But now you're here and you like it. I do. Yeah. And, and Skillman uh, is kind of a centerpiece architecturally and socially of the campus. And you, you hang out there. You work there. I know. I got very lucky, kind of smacked in the middle. For any visitors of the campus, it's definitely a place to go and see. Well, and for a small town and a small college, when people really, really stretch to find things that are, that are points of notoriety, mm-hmm. our, our library was the one that they used at the end of Parks and Rec. Was this it? is my favorite fun fact. <laughs> it is a fun fact. That's how do we play out this fun fact. How do we make a bigger deal out of this? I, I mean, I, how can we? Uh, yeah, how can we accrue credit somehow? I don't know. I I think I may I may have started a Reddit post that had the picture from you, there. You may have started it. I think I did. You I'm don't not know. Sure. I do I, not I, know if you. Started I either it started it or upvoted it. I'm not sure which. Do you start a lot of these where you wouldn't? You don't remember? It was a while ago. But no, it's 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 a beautiful library, and everybody should visit it when they come. I want to I want to start another journey. So <laughs> we've talked about the journey of Asheville to Easton. I want to talk about, you're into music. We know this. So I want to talk about your musical journeys. Wow. So let's talk about, so this is a new segment that we have, the 10, the 10, 20, 30 question. Which I think today, let's do the 10, 18, 25. Can so I just depressed. put a little interlude? Sure. On The Bachelor, they don't allow people to say that this is a show. They have to call it a journey. So <laughs> it's like, instead of saying, instead of saying like, on this show, blah, 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 they have to say, on this journey. Okay, I, I don't mind that. Okay, so so this is 10, 18, 25. Okay. okay. So what music were you listening to? For no to? reason, just we picked no, those. No reason at all. I don't, I don't mind though, but what, it's okay. What were you listening to as a 10-year-old? As a 10-year-old, mm-hmm. I was listening to what all the other 10-year-olds were listening to at the time, which was NSYNC. 
Mm. And <laughs> I know it's like, see, this is why it doesn't matter because it's like I date myself anyway. Right. But I was listening that's to Lance Bass, right? Is he in NSYNC? Yeah, very good. Who that, else? That's Astronaut. Not ba- Lance that's not a Bass, Bass. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> no, no. no, Timberlake was a Backstreet okay. Boy. Now, 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 who else? There's more than no. Timberlake was an NSYNC. Really? Yeah. What's a Backstreet Fact Boy? Checker, please weigh in, but yeah. please tell me you know this already. I know Justin Timberlake was definitely NSYNC. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna completely edit that around so it yeah. looks like I said it right. Okay. Well, who? Okay, so there's two people that have... JP, JP, Joey. I don't know those. I don't know their last names either. And I can't... No. I don't even know the fifth Backstreet... Or Justin, Yeah, but who's a Backstreet Lance, Boy? JP. I don't, I don't know the Backstreet Boys. But they're at the same time, right? They are. And people were one camp or the other, and I was obviously camp in sync. Oh, Nick Carter. That's oh, right. Yeah. Aaron Carter's older brother. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Who, who thought we would refer to him as Aaron Carter's older brother? <laughs> well, also, I'm referring to Backstreet Boys. Oh, yes. okay. what are we on now? Oh, no, we're on NSYNC. <laughs> Menudo. Was Ed Meese in the in NSYNC? <laughs> or was he the speaker of the house? I think he was, uh, you're thinking of Tip O'Neill. Oh, my bad, okay, sorry. <laughs> he was in NSYNC. Okay, good. Um, okay, so so that's so that's at 10, so you're big into NSYNC. Big into NSYNC, okay. and then also, I really, I don't know if it was exactly 10, but Alicia Keys, mm-hmm. I really loved her when Oh, well, she that's so out. much better. Yeah. I know, actually, I was thinking about this ahead of time, Great. because I listened to your show. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I really liked the Dixie Chicks, and Alicia Keys, and NSYNC, and then also my dad listened to Bob Dylan. So I grew up listening to a lot of Bob Dylan. So those were like the things, I would say the kind of categories that I listened to at 10. Mm-hmm. And I would say stand by three out of four of those. So There you go. All right. This is grist for the mill for our, our uh, playlist intern, Will Gordon. That's right. Yeah. Absent. Will Sesame Street Gordon. Uh, I'm thinking, uh, what was what was mine? Will and Woodward, Woodward and, and Bernstein and Gordon. Yeah, that's also another potential I like name. I well, just keep thinking of Gordon on Sesame Street. Oh, Lightfoot. Will Lightfoot Gordon? Uh we'll we'll work we'll workshop that. This is so off topic. Okay. So they really took over Asheville. I don't know if it was, it was a big in sync town. I don't think Asheville is a big in sync town at all. Okay. But I was a ten year old like many other ten year olds across the country okay. listening to the pop. You didn't feel any affiliation with Nashville because it was so close in name and geographically. No, but I do love Nashville and I love the music in Nashville. Okay. Um, okay, 18. 18. What does Sarah listen to at 18? Um, so when I got to college. One Direction. Haha. No. <laughs> no, no, not One Direction. I don't even, I don't think they were out yet. When I turned 18, so somewhere in between 10 and 18, I got very into kind of indie, what was then indie music. Sure. And then by the time I hit 18, it was really nice because I had this rediscovery of a lot of music that or rediscovery, it was really a first time discovery for me um, of a lot of music that I had probably written off in my surly years. Uh, <laughs> the, the surly years. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I got very much into in college American roots kind of and roots influenced music. Mm-hmm. So Carolina Chocolate Drops mm-hmm. or Alison Krauss or yes. I mean, especially I loved Bluegrass and mm-hmm. so. Doc Watson and that I mean, kind of stuff. Asheville is like a sort of a central place. In, yeah. In yeah. Yeah. Well, they have, they do, they have a lot of bluegrass there. Was I mean, this one, there was an Allison Krauss, Robert Plant duet? Yes. I love that. I don't know if that was exactly at the same time. It's really amazing. Um, I, okay. This is, I also didn't know that Robert Plant was a part of Led Zeppelin t- till like later. <gasps> I always thought of Robert Plant as the Allison Krauss, oh Robert Plant man. Like wow. that was, wow. that was kind of my world association. Okay. Yeah. No, I learned it eventually. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to Led Zeppelin, but I oh. think at 18. There you go. Listeners will register that my mic is quiet because I'm silently judging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You can openly judge. Do it. Oh my gosh. Do it. Okay. 
let's let's get off this topic. It seems like a sore a sore point. <laughs> uh, now at twenty five, what were you listening to? What? Yeah, how did it evolve? Last much? year. Last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So by twenty five, I mean a lot of the same things I'm listening to uh, that I was listening to at eighteen. Mm-hmm. But I'd say I got I'm much more country and or kind of like yeah certain strains of country music and I love blues and kind of, I love Bonnie Raitt mm-hmm. and I love Valerie June who I've heard you play before yeah. and I got very excited I about like that. June. Yes, and Gillian Gillian Welch and mm-hmm. um I just I love a lot of that. So a lot of female singers. I still love I love Dolly Parton. Yes. Um yes. and Emmy Lou Harris, my dog is named Emmy Lou. Okay. So we uh you are our one of our only followers on Spotify. We have the new Spotify playlist. So um That's right. Uh, so interested listeners at the end of this episode you, the list of things that we want you to do is just increasing Ooh, we keep I, giving up on the other ones because people don't do that, <laughs> so we add more i wasn't really good at, at listing those things in the first place this is just going to be a total disaster all right so stay tuned to the end of the episode when simon will say follow our new spotify playlist and don't skip ahead there's still good stuff hey simon had questions for you i have questions for you too oh please we have a please quiz do. go um i i appreciate by this point in the show's history that the ineptitude of the quizzes keep ratcheting up mm-hmm. it's really hard i mean i mean they just get worse and worse and worse i went through a bunch of options first i was going to do it was real or not it's going to be are these books overdue or not mm. and i want to know if you can answer that okay are they all from your personal collection yes and then it was going to be what was the last book i loved and i would list a bunch and you'd have to say mm-hmm. yes or no <laughs> But then I thought instead that since you're a child of the 90s, that uh, got me thinking about the 90s, which of course for the show means thinking about BoJack Horseman because back in the 90s he was on a very famous TV show. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I thought it would give us a chance to have a callback to BoJack. But I've never seen this show. Oh, that's okay. That's I know okay. you're fans of it. I've that's, heard. It's, mm-hmm. it's available for you. I know the Lafayette is fans of it. They did a review of it. A uh, friend of the show past guest, Stephen Roderick, wrote an excellent profile of it. And, and I also want to say, don't act like you don't know. On the recommendation of Will Gordon, I marathoned that like two weeks ago. Oh, there you go. See? Perfect. I also think bringing it up again is another in our continuing uh, project, Project Curry Favor mm-hmm. uh, for Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. This gives us uh, a chance to talk about Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah. As we get more and more interns, eventually there is a point at which we will have an intern that knows Paul F. Tompkins personally. And so we just keep on accumulating interns until we get to that point. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you uh, a horse-based movie, and then you have to say if my description of them is real or not. Uh, now, do you like horses in general? Yeah, okay, I love then. horses. There all, you go. All the pretty ones. Mm-hmm. And it's not just movies. It could be TV shows. Yeah. So there could be a BoJack Horseman reference. Remember that. Thing. And probably some of them aren't even either TV shows or movies, because Ben's not really good at doing his research. Right. Well, the flaw in the research here is that it's the real or not thing is really stretched. I'm just asking questions of, is what I'm saying true or, or not? Mm-hmm. And it kind of deviates from... Just is it real or not? Oh, yeah. So, for example, and Ian and Michelle, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. Um, The first one is uh, a show called Mr. Ed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Set deep in Cold War America, a talking Palomino and his owner, the klutzy architect named Wilbur, engages in hijinks and makes a hurting nation smile again. Is this actually a show called Mr. Ed? I'm going to say yes. Keeping in mind that the first one is always just the setup. It's always a yes. Okay. Um, Everybody knows that. (laughs) Michelle, Ian, what do you think? I'm going to go yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay, so you just said it. So we just feel comfortable, good. you know, oh. like you know how it works. I'm feeling good. That's feeling the, good. How do you not know that that's the point of the first sure. question? Yep. A klutzy architect named Wilbur. I didn't know he was an architect. I didn't either. Well, now we know. I bet you uh, Mike did. Probably his hero, Mike Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Mike. 
<laughs> is that your guide? Mm-hmm. Klutzy architect from Poorly Summarized. Yep. All right. So here is a uh, yes or no question. Mm-hmm. Was Bojack Horseman nominated for Male Animal in a comedy, drama, or variety show at the 1994 Animal Choice Awards? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes because I don't know if it's 93 or 95, but I'll just say yes anyway. Michelle, Michelle, you probably know because you just you just binged it. You just binged it. I'm gonna say yes too, but I feel like I'm gonna get caught up on some detail here. Yeah, that's probably that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually gonna say it's isn't it supporting mail? No. Oh, oh. Is he fact checking? Wow. Is he no, allowed to fact check during not quizzes? Allowed to fa- no. He has a laptop out, so he we're knows. gonna have to check that he's not fact checking. Well, technically, all my fact checks just come from my brain. We need a fact check checker. Sarah, what do you think? I'm just gonna go on a limb and say no. Okay. Oh, it was yes. He did win the um, outstanding well, male animal in a comedy or drama yeah. at the 1994 Animal Choice Awards. I, I hope I hope we don't have any more questions like that. All right. This next one um, is the movie Horse and Around from 1973. Is that a French film about the meaning of horsepower? Horse and around. Horse and around. French film. You spent some time in Paris. Horse Maybe film. you came across Sounds it in legit. the archives. Um, I'm going to say it doesn't sound legit, and I'm going to say no to a that. French film about the meaning of horsepower. I'm also going to say no. It's like a physics uh, instructional video. I don't think so. Ian, what do you think? So we're no longer in the BoJack world. Nope. No, just horses. We've just left. horses. BoJack was just an example of horses. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I will also say no. Okay, I'm going to say no. It's yes. Really? What? There is a 1973 French film called Horse and Around, which is about the meaning of horsepower. Is it really no. called Horse and Around, or is it the French version? Yeah, uh, the translation is Horse oh. and Around. Oh. It is yeah, listed. Our fact checker will confirm that. that IMDb uh, <laughs> listed as Horse and Around. Okay, okay. Did the spinoff show, Peanut Butter and Jelly, win the Sandwich Choice Awards in 1995? And this is back in the Bojack universe. We're back in the Bojack universe. Ugh. Ooh, this is hard for me. Did the spinoff show Peanut Butter and Jelly? Because Mr. Peanut Butter is one of the main characters, the aforementioned Olaf mm-hmm. Tompkins. Yeah. Did it win the Sandwich Choice Awards in 1995? Now, so are you going to go back and binge watch this? I think I'm going to have to, okay, and then request to retake the quiz. Mm, that that makes sense. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say no, uh, because I completely forget. Michelle, what do you, what is your recollection? I'm also going to say no, but based on nothing in particular. Okay, Ian? Last three have been yeses, so I'm going to go with a yes. Oh, see, playing the, playing the quiz master. Sarah, what do you think? No. Okay. No, it's no. Oh, Dan, come on. We know there is a movie Seabiscuit. Yes, But clearly. is the movie Seabiscuit the true story of Mrs. Paul's quest to make ocean cookies? <laughs> um... I don't think it is. Uh, there is no, uh, there is no horse sea in, biscuit in that. I, I understand. Oh, I understand the joke. There is no biscuit. There is no problem there. British people call cookies biscuits. Oh, I know. I do know that. Australians too. Yeah. Probably One Canadians show worth for all watching you know. is the Great British Bake Off. I've heard so much about that, it's but so haven't seen good. it. Why you do people love it? it? Um, people love it because unlike other reality television shows or reality television shows set in the United States, people are generally nice and they, producers are very nice to them. And there's just a lot of nice people so that, nice off. that bake that. Yeah. and it's quite nice. Uh, the true story I, of Mrs. Paul's quest that to make is ocean cookies. Absolutely false. Michelle, Ian? I'm also going to say false. Okay. Ian? I would say no. <laughs> no. Okay. No, but that would be great. That would be great. It would be a good student film. Sure. If they were, if if there are any projects out there of somebody working on making an ocean cookie and they don't have a title for it yet, yes, call it Sea Biscuit. I think they probably have copyright issues with that, but I think it's pretty generic. Okay, I think it's I think it's public domain. What's the next one? Uh, the next one is called Hoofs and Goofs. Hoof, now, now, is it pronounced 
hoofs and goofs. Or maybe it's hoofs and goofs. 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 Yeah, why don't we say goofs? Hoofs and goofs. You know that Disney. Do you say hoof or hoof? I call a Disney character goofy. Hoofs and goose. Okay. Hoofs and goofs. This is a Three Stooges film where the Stooges' lost sister comes back as a horse. Oh, that sounds too real. Yes, I'm going to say yes. Michelle, Ian? I'll also say yes. Thank you. I'll go with a no. Ooh. I'm going to say yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Thank you, Ian. It was yes. <laughs> but I tricked him again. Oh. <laughs> this is what Gosh, happens when I'm on my computer. Well, you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're new to the interning game. So, you, so you, you know, Michelle will tell you, you always got to play Ben. Don't play the quiz. All right, I have another the one. quizzes don't actually, like, always have answers that yep. match the questions. Yep. You're such a stickler. Yeah. Oh, we missed you, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one's called Horsing Around. Okay. It's a sequel to Hoofs and Goofs, where the gang gets back together and saves Schnapps the horse from his ultimate demise. Uh, Horsing Around, a sequel to Hoofs and Goofs. I, I would have said that, I'm going to say no, because the, the sequels should be clearly Hoofs and Goofs, too. Or more hoofs and goofs. Hoofer and goofer. <laughs> Hoofer and, yeah, hoofier and goofier. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, goofy. I'm with yeah. Simon here. Yeah. Wait, I, I want it to be true. Wait, I'm, are we saying yes or no? Uh, I, I said you no. You said no, and they're saying no, too. You can say, they I say want it to yes, be true. yes, and then I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. yeah, Sarah's right. Chalk one up for Sarah. <gasps> okay. It is a sequel. Right. That's another thing you got to watch. It is a sequel. Horsing Around, yeah. late 50s. Is it on Netflix? I doubt it. Mm. It's probably um, public domain by that's now. That's a question someone could all send a student to send, ask you. Oh, I find horsing perfect. around. Yeah. Do you get a lot of film questions? Yeah, we actually have we also have a lot of films mm-hmm. and a lot of films streaming. So that one might actually be streaming from the catalog. You don't have oh. Person of Interest season five on Blu-ray, that's for sure. I'm sorry, Simon. Mm-hmm. We can order it for you. No, I'm, I'm good. I already I already watched it on Netflix. Okay, all right. <laughs> I have one more. Is the film National Velvet the 2009 concert film of the tour of the National when they teamed up with Lou Reed and the remaining Velvet Underground members? I'm gonna say no, but it's a movie I would watch. Michelle, Ann? 2009 concert film of the Nationals tour with Lou Reed and the remaining members of the Velvet Underground. National Velvet, they called it. I'm going to say that that's a great question about horses. Um, and oh, she remembered what the quiz was about. The, keep playing Ben. <laughs> and I'm just going to go yes anyway. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Michelle. Oh. And I like that reasoning. I'm going to go with yes as well. Okay, sir. No. Mm-hmm. Of course not. No. Of course not. <laughs> National Velvet. Exactly. Classic. Has anybody seen National Velvet? I have not seen National Velvet. Who's uh, is that? That Doris Day? No, is it Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor. That's right. I have seen it. It's been a long time. A very young Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, it's an excellent movie. Okay, chalk it up. Put it on the playlist. Yep. There you go. Let's get back to our actual guest, who has not watched BoJack Horseman. <laughs> by the way, based on this quiz alone, I might not start watching it just because of that. But that's up to you. You can do whatever you'd like with um with your Netflix subscription. Um, except share it with your friends. That is not allowed, I think, by Netflix terms and conditions. So let me ask you a question. Go so, for do it. Do you know what's going to be, Sarah? Do you know what he's going to ask you? Do you know? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Probably. Okay. Do you, do you eat your fruits east to west or north to south? Oh, <laughs> oh the, the fruit I, question. Just, I just, you know, I zigged when you thought I was going to zag. No. I definitely eat them east to west. Yeah, the because, because you're, not a, you're not a crazy person. <laughs> yes. Ugh, good, finally. Who do we know that eats them incorrectly? I don't even want to talk about don't it. Don't even bring his name no. up. Oof. Um, now let's talk about... He's not about, an architect. Now let me ask you the real question. Which day do you prefer, Friday or Sunday? I'm a Sunday girl. Like, Are you a Sunday Hands girl? down. Actually, Sunday is my. I think I prefer Sunday to Saturday. So no way. it is my 
favorite day of the week. Wow. Oh, so so explain this. What is what is going on in, in your brain that you that you would prefer Sunday to even Saturday? I'm a morning person, so okay. I wake up pretty early every morning. And what time are we talking about here? Six. Five six, five thirty six. But Sunday mornings are the best mornings of all the mornings. Um, I think they just they just have they have a great legacy. So mm-hmm. re- religious or not, it seems that a lot of people consider it a very contemplative time. So every Sunday morning, I get brain pickings in my inbox. I get to listen to On Being podcast if I want to. Ooh. For those who don't know, that's one of our main competitor podcasts. Yeah, Oof. On Being. Right. I just love that phrase. That it's a very con- contemplative time. Legacy yeah. Sunday Sunday morning is a legacy morning. You're absolutely right. Sunday morning is a good morning. It's just when you get past lunch and you go into the evening. That's when it gets just. I like Sundays. Harsh and depressing. Oh, I just I guess I don't really dread my work. I kind of like work, so interesting. Doesn't bother me. I'll defend the point that even for those who like work, because I like my work too, it is a different sensibility and a different pace and a different mental pressure to be on a work day, even if you enjoy it. So I think you can still not like Sunday because you have to go to work the next day, even if you like work. As, yeah, a, as another true. person who likes his work, I'll agree with that. I think that's true. But Sunday mornings really are. They're just so great. And of course, what, what do you feel about black licorice? I don't like black licorice. But you kind of do? Nope. I'm sorry. I'm not a department chair. I don't uh, fit any of the not other. Not from Wisconsin? Uh, not from Wisconsin. Maine? I'm not from Maine. Scooters, that's uh, a big time. No, it just means you have to. I'm okay. You just say it's add in North Carolina. Yeah. If you're from the hills of North Carolina, from the mountains, mm-hmm. I think that skews the data. It's an elevation thing. Mm, you're probably. right. Probably elevation, elevation thing. Okay. This is it. Yeah. Okay. That, 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 Wisconsin is famously that works well for me. <laughs> way up there in the mountains. <laughs> Big time. Big time. Well, I, I, think, I think we've come to the end of this episode. We want to thank Sarah Morris, librarian at Lafayette College, for being on, being our guest today. And we want to encourage our listeners to email us at variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com, to follow us on Twitter at some later date, to follow us on Facebook at Various Breads and Butters. And the new one. To follow us on Spotify at Various Breads and Butters. But not on Instagram. We don't have one. Don't have an Instagram yet. No Pinterest. Nope. No <laughs> submarine. No yik yak. No hip chat. Snapchat. No, no slack chat. No chipmunk. No grinder. No other. I don't know. I don't know what the other ones are. Like swipe right Tinder? for BBB. Yeah, Tinder. That's another one. We don't, we're not on there either. Did we ever decide okay, if we want to swipe right for VVV or swipe left? Oh, I don't know. Is what, do, you, do you know what it is? Swipe right, right or left for VVV? Pretty sure it's you want swipe to swipe right. right. Swipe right for VVV. All right. Okay. I think I think we've, we made a decision. <laughs> I think we got it. Okay. Headphones off. Headphones Bye. Leaves were falling just like Like if there was a party tonight and there was music being chosen, what would you put on? Yeah. What would be on the mix? Good point. Um, well, I'll have to think about that. We'll hold you. It depends on kind of the mood of the party. But um, I think I definitely play. Have you heard of Dory Freeman? No. She is 20. She's like 21, 22 blues country singer. Okay. Amazing voice. She has a very old voice. Nina Simone oh, would sure. probably go on yeah. tonight. Kind of feels like one of those nights. Okay. Maybe some Towns Van Zant. Okay. All right. Yeah. Have, did you see the Nina Simone documentary? I have not, but I need to. It's uh, it's very very good. I've heard it's good Netflix. Time. Do you know Nina Simone is from Western North Carolina? I did not know that. There you go. 
We learned something here. That's not too far from Research Triangle Park. No, it's not. West Winston Salem. Just keep, just keep naming things. Greensboro. Yep. Maya Angelou is from Winston Salem. Oh, see, that's why I brought her up. Yeah. And Perfect. you can find her work in the library. It's true. The more you know. Under what call letter? Ooh, P.S. Where's poetry? Poetry and P.S.? I think so. What's your favorite call letter, Simon? Ah, jeez. So many. So many good ones. All right, we're getting off track. <laughs> Are we? 